The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to the Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock. Joe Gilroy from Off the Ball uh, with me to look ahead ostensibly to the weekend sporting action. Somebody's going to look ve- back first. Somebody's going to be very disappointed on Monday unless it's a draw. You you know obviously know the feeling now. I know that uh, that keen sense of loss that one side will feel on Monday. Do you feel a sense of loss? from Kilkenny when you've won so much um, yeah I, do you know what I felt a more acute sense of loss last year because I thought Kilkenny had the winning of that All-Ireland more I'm not many people have shared this view with me during the week but I actually walked out of the stadium last year more disappointed okay because I thought jeez we could have won that well, a few, uh, few bad wides and I know you don't know how it's going to go after that but I just felt, whereas this felt a little bit like kind of unstoppable juggernaut territory in the second half. I was like, you know what? It actually, there was nothing to be done. I tend to agree with you. The one thing, my caveat to that is that um, that's also quite bleak into the future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so therefore, it's more despair than disappointment. It's like, well, there's a, not much point in us coming back to this next year now because the same thing is going to happen again. Yeah, th- th- I would say that, like all these conversations, how this four in a row team compared to the Kilkenny four in a row team. I mean, but, but, like, I kind of just, my my approach to that is, uh, I'm not like, just, just wait 12 months and this will probably be a five in a row team. And then that whole conversation is put to bed. You know, I like the Kilkenny. They, this team are way better poised for five in a row than Kilkenny were in '09. Uh, well, let's assume that they have all the players available to them because obviously there were significant injuries that yeah. stopped the full Kilkenny team from coming to the five in a row. But also Tipperary were coming; like they got really close oh, this t- year. Tip were like looming large on the horizon, and they were kind of they they were. Waiting, they they felt that that yeah. that All Ireland had been robbed from them, and it doesn't feel like Kilkenny are looming after that performance. No, now having said that, Clare would fancy themselves any day of the week to beat that Limerick team. Cork are a real up and coming team, I think, for the next couple of years. Um, I agree. So there, there are other teams in Munster who might mm. think, you know what, Limerick might not necessarily get out of the province next year. That is more likely than them losing after they get out of the province. Yeah, I think, and I that's that's so. kind of been the. Um, the general theme of the week, but yeah. So anyway, yeah, despair. Yeah, when when the <laughs> the um, whatever the bunting is called, when that popped, I did have this momentary overwhelming sense of jealousy that this is never going to happen for me as a Kildare football fan or an Antrim hurling fan. That like I will never feel like this, and so I don't really, I don't care about you. And you're like, oh, my thirty seven All Irelands, where I've celebrated. Once every three years of my entire life, I've celebrated oh, victory. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We had a four in a row this team, and some eight, of the greatest hurlers of all time. This is an eight-year drought. That like, well, we're that's in the exactly it. I mean, I, and it is legitimately, in your terms, a drought. Yeah, no, it really is. Oh, sorry for you. Yeah, thanks, Jer. I appreciate that. I really do because I've been waiting for people to feel sorry for me all week. I, I doubt anybody um, leaving Croke Park on Sunday will feel that over. Overwhelming sense of despair. They might just feel a sense of loss. There, that one team is not going to hammer the other, are they? I don't think so. Um, and I think, I think if Dublin get beaten, there might be a bit of despair because there's a potential that the this Kerry team, the age profile is so spectacularly different from the Dublin team mm. that they could be a team who is coming into self belief and a little bit of dominance. That if Kieran Kilkenny and Jack McCaffrey and all these lads are not capable of beating them this year, they're probably unlikely to be capable of beating them next year. Is that the view? Well, I don't think Cluxon's coming back next year and I don't know about McCaffrey staying on and I don't know about Mannion playing next year. I think they got the band together 
Magnificent Seven, Last Dance, One Last Tour of the Battlefield. And so it's to try and stop Kerry getting up that dander. Like, Kerry backs, people are criticising them, but their age profile is excellent and they're tigerish. And what they can do is, like, ruin ruin the comeback party. It's like, oh, they're all, all the lads are coming back just to, just to, like, win the All-Ireland and stop us doing back-to-back. I think Kerry's motivation is incredibly strong here. Um, and they have the benefit of having been through last season where they didn't play great for a period in the Dubs game and Dublin got right back into it. But they were killing them before that. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, like, there was, like, a, a penalty save that if the penalty had been scored, it would have been seven or eight points and it looked like Dublin were on the verge of collapse. So, I don't know, it's very delicately poised. It should be a classic. Listen, we spoke earlier on the show to Dear McConnell and Kieran O'Leary, so if people want to listen back to, to their views um, as well, uh, so they can maybe sound some way expert, uh, if they are inexpert like me going into the weekend, it's up as a podcast. Um, the Women's World Cup, uh, so disappointment uh, this week. Not entirely unexpected, is that fair? I mean, when you look at seedings. Yeah, we we have performed to our world rankings yeah. against the teams who are better than us. We gave them a game. We got slightly overwhelmed in the second half against Canada. Probably a fair result. It was a spawny on goal that got them back into the game. If Ireland are going to do well in a tournament like this, literally everything has to go your way. It's not a million miles away from the Kilkenny situation last week. Literally everything has to go your way at yeah. every point. And we had a couple of injuries pre-tournament that definitely didn't allow us to be better than our, uh, than we are at the moment. Denise O'Sullivan hasn't performed at her level. I suspect that there is a hangover from the injury that she suffered against Colombia. And uh, two teams who were much higher ranked than us outperformed us and beat us. So how then do you assess uh, the overall tournament experience? Well, do you know, if you're sitting down, there'll be, until, a, there'll be an yeah. FAI review written, as there always is after these. Vera, Will it be a positive review? Vera Pau's contract is up at the end of the tournament. Yeah. And normally you would expect having qualified for the tournament to have been enough for it to be renewed. But obviously there is all of the other stuff going on around Vera Pau, the stuff from Houston pre-tournament that came up and it feels a little bit like this is coming to a natural break. And I don't know if that's had an impact on how the team has performed or if it if it had no impact. Uh, but it certainly feels like the end of this tournament is going to be the end of the Vera Pau era. They look for a new new head coach We've got a game against Northern Ireland at the Aviva. It'll be the first time that the women's team have played at the Aviva. They would hope that that'll be a homecoming and a celebration. I know Dublin City Council are going to put on a homecoming. You'd hope that people will come out for that. Like, uh, this is the team who obviously went on strike. We're in Liberty Hall. We're taking the men's tracksuits and giving them back to them after training. And now they're at a World Cup with massive corporate sponsorship behind them. So, they haven't had a breakout moment in this tournament. There's... Like the Nigeria team smashed Australia. It finished 3-2 in the end, but they were absolutely dominant for a period of the game. Uh, and we still have to play them. That could go either way. You know, we could batten down the hatches and put in an all-time great performance and knock them out of the tournament and come home thinking, ooh, we were really close. Mm. Or we could get hammered in that game. And that would really take the shine off it. So I, I don't think it's it's too early yet to say exactly what the review is. It's disappointing that we've gone out. Yeah. But we didn't disgrace ourselves. Like we we'd patches of the second game in particular where we played really well. Yeah, but that's a low bar, isn't it? We didn't disgrace ourselves. Yeah, it is a low bar. Like, yeah. you know, the men's team disgraced themselves in Euro 2012 when they got hammered in all the games. Like, um, so it is a low bar. 
But there was a fear that we would get beaten 3-0 by Australia in the opening night that they would yeah. rip us apart. And then Canada, the Olympic champions, they could do the same. And then suddenly, so that hasn't happened. Like, we've we've established ourselves as worthy participants in the World Cup. And that's a good starting point. Um, listen, um, just w- women in sport, I want to ask you about, though, before I let you go, because we were talking about it earlier. And this is this News Talk survey uh, with Amorok uh, research. And it would suggest that, um, you know, people attend men's sports an awful lot more than they attend women's sports. So it's not, not entirely surprising. Um and I guess uh, the import of it is how you change that, is it? Rather than what it tells us about the situation heretofore. Yeah. If you look at what the LGFA have been able to do with their final, it's been to create this sense of excitement around it. And yeah. it helped that Dublin were in it because obviously uh, it's in Croke Park and that definitely swelled the numbers. But that hasn't quite yet translated to much bigger numbers throughout the rest of the season. And so like this needs to be a concerted nationwide campaign and I think the women's team in Tala and getting 5,000 regularly at their games and hopefully getting Mm. a big crowd at the Aviva for this one-off against Northern Ireland will be a start for football but you're not seeing massive increases in the WSL the Women's Soccer League Yeah Um, It's funny uh, Brian Dowling the outgoing Kenny Camogie manager um, earlier in the year I was talking to him and he said the biggest difference, uh, the biggest change you'd like to see would be people coming to league matches. Right. That, was, that was it. Yeah. He said uh, the All-Ireland final experience, he says, is much better than it was. There are even, Camogie doesn't get the same levels yet as the ladies football, but, it, you know, it was much bigger and I was up there last year as well. And um, it, like it was a great day out. There was a decent crowd. But he says uh, that's not really worth a whole lot then when we go out and play the first round of the league and there might be 20 people watching. Yeah, match. and that's that's where you get to know the players as well. So like, um, I, I don't know what this what the step change is that where this happens. It, it's just like the people deciding that you're going to go and support your county yeah. irrespective of what they're doing. And if you like hurling, you like hurling. Ger Gilroy from Off the Ball. Thank you very much, Ger. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.